then people start to get weapons, they start to get armor, they start to build cities, they start to fortify their cities. Now, God looks down and there's violence everywhere. The battle, this war that we are at, is not against each other. It's against these principalities and these rulers and these archons in the high places. It's really worthwhile to read the Bible yourself. Fear is one of the primary drivers of mind control because we have to take every thought captive and resist fear. You're going to have a testimony that is a justice case against the kingdom of darkness. Welcome back to the show. I got an awesome episode in store for you guys. Actually, this is me being interviewed on Operation Ezekiel 3 podcast, Mary Callie from NCRN Radio. We have a great discussion. She invited me on her show as a special guest to talk about some very relevant things going on right now. The main thing being they're trying to pass laws here in America to ban the Bible. There's legislation in place to make it illegal to have a Bible. And this is a big deal if you're a Christian, if you believe in the Word of God, if you believe it means what it says, says what it means. This is a calling to rise up first and foremost in prayer, in humility, in repentance before God, and then ask Him what His plan is for your life and how are you going to contend with the ever growing darkness. Some people would say, I contend by hiding from it. Well, I don't think that's the right answer. I think the only way to remove the darkness is to turn on the lights. I'm not going to waste any more time. This is an excellent episode. Give it a spin. I am ready. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Welcome, everybody, to Operation Ezekiel. My name is Mary Callie, and I want to say God is good all the time, all the time. God is good, and you're good, too, because you've been blessed by the best. Go ahead and give God some praise. Give him his accolades. Tonight, I'm going to do something different. As you know, I kind of just come on, and I just do things as the Lord says do it. When he puts it on my heart to do things, that's when I do it, so I don't give y'all no warning. That's why it's best for you guys to follow uh, Operation Ezekiel, because when I put things up, y'all can just watch it right then and there. But anyway, I'm glad that you guys could join us. Tonight, I have somebody very special with me as we go over a very sensitive topic. The topic we're going to go over is called the law to ban the Bible. And tonight I have a very special guest on. His name is Rodney Smith Jr. You know him as the millennial mustard seed. So I'm just going to go ahead and let him just pop on here real quick. You know, I'm unorthodox. That's how I do things. Hey, Rodney, how you feeling? I'm doing great. And I'm thankful to be here. I'm glad to have you on. You are the perfect person that I know that would be very good at being on here. Um, I'm going to say it like this. We, we are going through a lot right now. I mean, there's so much happening, uh, so much stuff going on. It's not even funny. It really isn't funny. 
And it is something that has been escalating time and time again. You know, with with everything you've done shows about this stuff, um, it's just amazing what's going on. I mean, I'm sure you've heard about what's going on as far as the Bible being banned. Absolutely. So, what are, what are your thoughts on this? I'm just going to throw you right into the fire. I don't play around. I just go. I'm. I don't like small talk. I go right into it. What do you think about this whole thing? Well, I think we're living in a day and age where we can see that the the wicked are in power. You know, the, the word says that when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, there's sorrow. And I think that with the Bible, you know, them attempting to ban it. I mean, we know it was removed in 1965. So this has been an ongoing assault. And whether people are listening and they believe in the Word of God, they believe in the Bible, whether they believe in the Torah or any of the holy books, um, that's a piece of culture. That's a piece of people's belief. And it runs back into how can we have a system that will lend credibility and give room for any other platform to rise up and and to say whatever they want, but then discredit what's not in favor with the whatever the institutions are that are in control, that they're the ones who can hit the button and pretty much say, we want to pass these laws and ban this. So I think just looking at it from the surface, if there's a special ban against the Bible in this case, I think you're going to see the righteous rise up and say, hey, I'm going to contend against this. Personally, the Bible for me has changed my life. I mean, the way I lived 10 years ago is completely different than the way I live now. I, there's a lot of a lot of fringe things in the Bible that people like to point to to try to say, oh, well, we think this is too much. You know, I'm looking at an article right now from, from Utah. And this is from the New York Post, and it's less than a day ago, and it's talking about parents want to remove the Bible because it's pornographic. Yeah. Well, hold on a second here, you guys. So literally, social media has been flooded with provocative and and darkness, you know, dancing and meandering through and and showing children all of these these wicked things that that kids don't need to see. But when we look at the context of the Bible— if anybody would try to use that pornographic language with the Bible, they'd actually don't know what it says in the Bible. Right. They're just taking a standpoint in their flesh. They're just in their flesh, out of context, just going, oh, I disagree with this. And there's something to it that's bright and attractive. Um, but in, in their case, they want to suppress that. They want to try to put that light out. But we who stand by the word of God, we're unashamed of the gospel. Those of us who are just like, hey, it is what it is. Right. We're not out here trying to hit people with the Bible. We want to live by the Bible. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of things, like you said, Mary Cow, there's a lot of things going on. I'm to the point right now where I'm hiding the word in my heart that I may not sin against him. Okay. But if they come to try to take the physical Bible from us, um, that's each person is going to have to make a choice. And that is so true. And unfortunately, a lot of people are not making that choice now. So when this happens, it's going to be even harder for them to make that choice. Absolutely. Um, I'm going I'm to I'm just say it like this. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually play a video. OK, and I want y'all to really listen to what this young lady is saying, because it is uh, like nothing that you've ever heard anybody say. And what she is saying makes a lot of sense. 
If you haven't been reading your Bible, you need to read your Bible. If you haven't been remembering the word, please remember the word. Uh, the word should be on your lips. It should be in your heart. It should be in your mind. It should be in your soul. Because you don't know when that's going to be ripped from you. Okay, you really don't. You got people in China right now who they learn the word and then they some of them eat the paper. That way there's no evidence wow. they ever had a Bible. They can recite the whole Bible. You know I mean, like they get the Bible, they have to recite it, you know, remember it, and then destroy the evidence. Okay? They get stuff smuggled into them page by page. They can't be caught with that. If they're caught with it, they get put to death. See, we still have liberty over here. We still got what you got, what we think is liberty. We still got a little bit of freedom over here. We got the word of God, the stuff. We got the, I mean, unadulterated, straight up. This thing is spirit filled. It's a lie. And we won't even pick it up. This is God that we have in our hand to read his word. It's life. You have life in your hand. Just pick it up and read it, but you won't do it. But those people over there, because they want the word of God so much, they want it so bad. They are willing to learn it. They are willing to memorize it. They are willing to go to jail for it. See, we haven't bled over here yet. We haven't really been persecuted. We ain't been whipped for it. We ain't been put in jail for it. And to prove, you know, we we pretty much don't want to go. We don't want no persecution. We don't want to have to go through anything. And if you don't believe me with that, look at what happened with COVID. Churches folded up like folding chairs. Preachers didn't want to continue to preach the gospel because they were afraid they were going to get fined $10,000. So if they're afraid of getting fined $10,000, what makes you think they're not going to, you think they're going to stand up and say, you know what, I'm willing to go to the to jail like it says in what is it uh revelation 13 about some of y'all gonna be sent to jail some of y'all gonna get killed people ain't gonna want that we so cushy over here we so mushy over here we so wishy-washy over here you know we don't know what's coming and then you have some people who think that oh it's not gonna happen not in my lifetime it's already happening what are you talking about it just ain't in your backyard yet. See, people don't complain until it's in their backyard. Because it happens in Iran or Saudi Arabia or China or North Korea, well, that's just them. But you don't think that that stuff coming over here, don't you know judgment is on the land right now? And we are so due for it, and we deserve it. See, we think America is, you know, beyond reproach. But we don't look at all the stuff and the curses that we've done. We've moved the boundaries that we shouldn't be moving. We've t- we shed innocent blood daily, not just with abo- abortion is one thing. That's just crazy. We do idol worship. We do sexual ritual abuse, child trafficking. We do sexual ritual stuff, satanic. I've never seen so much satanic stuff in my life. People are openly praising Satan. There's TV shows called Lucifer. There's a cop that's called Dexter, and he's a murderer, and y'all root for him. Y'all that, y'all think Pride Month is a beautiful thing. You're afraid to, to point that finger and say, what you're doing is an abomination. It's a stench in God's nostrils. It smells bad. Yeah, exactly. You know, y'all got churches where y'all got leaven in there. When Paul said, don't you know a little leaven will leaven the whole bunch? 
Y'all let these folks, and yeah, I'm raw like that. Y'all let these folks come up in your church, up in your assembly. There's nothing in the Bible that says that these people are supposed to be in the assembly. Not one thing. The assembly is for us saints. This is where we come. But what do we do? We say things like the church is the hospital. That ain't even scripture. What is that? That's not even scripture. You heard somebody say that. It sounds good to you. And you started taking that. And now it's been, the people have been saying that for generations. And so now it's become doctrine. And now it's become scripture. And you even hear that from the pulpit preacher saying the, the church is a hospital. No, a hospital is a hospital. The church is where the assembly, where the saints come to fellowship, refresh themselves, iron shop and iron, sing hymns, do, the, do communion, break bread. You know what I'm saying? Pray together. But we have let those people come in. They crept in unaware. Some of them, they ain't coming unaware. Some of them just come in. And we let them in. Because we feel that they got to come in to get saved when Jesus said, go out and make disciples. He didn't exactly. say bring them in. He said, go out. But y'all want to go out. It's too much work. <clears throat> it's too much work. So if you can't do that, what makes you think you're going to be able to endure when they take the Bibles away? And when they say, you know what? There's a new religion and you're going to have to get with this religion because if you don't, off comes your head. Because that's in the Bible too where some going to be taken down by the sword. Are you ready for that? Are you willing to die for Jesus, the one that you claim you love so much? Are you willing to die for your faith, the, the one that you claim you stand on so much? And I'm not just preaching to y'all. I'm preaching to me. Because we don't know what we're going to endure. We got some stuff we're going to go through that we ain't never seen before. There's going to be stuff coming on the land that's going to make heart, men's hearts fail. What does that look like? I'm going to show y'all. I'm going to show you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go on this rant, man. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, nephew. <laughs> no, it needs to be said. I'm it needs sorry. to be said. And really, I, I want to say this real quick before you play the video. Each one of us needs to ask each other, like, what is the Bible for you personally? Mm -hmm. I look at the Bible. I believe it's the word of God. Yeah. I think it's the greatest ro romance ever told. Yes. It's the greatest sacrifice ever told. It is the greatest battles are recorded in there. There is life. There is wisdom. There's edification. There's discipline in there. And th this is a book where literally cultures have risen and fallen and the book has remained. And th this is not something where it's like cute, like it's 2023 and we're just going to like have some little Bible hangout with some tea. No, this is the word of God and there's wisdom and life in its pages. It is sharper than a double edged sword. Yeah. So why, why would anybody want to contend or try to, hold back somebody who didn't have power. It's like the meekness. Like I was reading just the other day and I talked about it tonight at a home church that I actually just came from before this live here. And you think about the word meek, reserved power. The meek shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who, who cry and, and they're looking for God because they're going to be filled, right? right. So if, if we're meek, it means we have a reserved power. 
So nobody is going to come up and contest somebody who doesn't have power. If you don't, if you don't, if you're not a threat, if you don't bring nothing to the table, if there's no light pouring out of you, nobody's going to even mess with you. It's just like, oh, that's that's nothing. Right. You know, that person's not a threat. They're not even on the front line. They're not even engaging. They don't even understand that what's going on. But no, we we who believe in Christ, we believe in the word because I think Christ is. It's the greatest, it's the epicenter of the Bible. It's the greatest message ever because it gives hope. Right. You know, people hope in their paycheck. Oh, I hope I get paid, right? So they go to work and they hope. That's that short-term hope. That hope will run out. That's that's minuscule in the big picture. That's right. But what about the kind of hope that the world can't take from you? Oh, now the enemy of the airway has a problem. Because there's a hope that he can't actually manipulate. He can't label it, box you in, and compartmentalize you and control it. So it's a radical hope. It's the kind of hope that changes the hearts of men and women around the world. It's the kind of hope that shifts the way cultures view things. It's the kind of hope that will cause living water to flow out of you and actually cause you to change the way your household operates, the way your neighborhood operates. That's why they want to ban the Bible. It was just another strategic book. I mean, come on, go ban The Art of War, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's other books you could go ban if you want to talk about Battle Plan. But no, this is spiritual. This is for spiritual training. It gives us advice on the physical. Mm -hmm. Gives us advice on all the generations to come. I mean, you know, the Bible is so much more than what people are willing to to receive it as and that's why i don't see many people standing up you know i wrote some poetry years ago and when i was in my darkest place of life auntie mary when i was at my lowest low Mm -hmm. the word of god is the only thing that exposed how much time i had wasted sitting in the dark and that gave me hope to rise up out of it so now all of a sudden i'm not going to turn my back on the word of god just because things are getting tough and we're about to see who's who We're about to see who is who, because if you really believe in the word, if you really believe what the Bible says and you are living that lifestyle, we're about to see who is who, who's got the the voice. Because when they were filled with the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts, when they were filled up, they were enduring Mm -hmm. the hardships. They were enduring foul treatment. They were enduring the persecution. They literally had the power to endure it. And to continue to preach the gospel. So, yeah, you're right. You know, this country has been way too soft and lofty. We are supposed to go out and not have some type of like hangout social club where everybody's just chilling, talking about stuff that they used to do or that they wish they were doing. Right. We need to actually be engaged. So I'm sorry. I went on my rant there, but (laughs) I I mean, it's 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 really I'm going to tell you, the fish stinks at the head. (laughs) Okay. Shepherds, you got one job, and Jesus told you what it was. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. But instead, what are you doing? You're feeding yourself. You're fleecing the flock, and you're feeding yourself, and you're giving them no nothing, no substance, no nothing, no nothing. There's hope. Like you said, there's hope in Jesus Christ. Yes. Which is the word of God. There's joy in Jesus. Don't you know you can have joy through persecution? Yeah. Don't you know you can be content through per- persecution? Don't you know that you will be unbothered when this stuff comes up? Do you know how many so-called saints were bothered when COVID happened? Mm-hmm. They ain't even want to. You know, I've read. Look, people don't talk about the book of Mark too much. 
But y'all need to read the book of Mark. When Jesus said, the kingdom of, the, first of all, let me just say this too. Y'all do a lot of kingdom life stuff. Okay? It ain't the kingdom that saved you. It's the king. There ain't no kingdom without the king. And your kingdom stuff that you're doing ain't even kingdom stuff. Y'all doing business. Because the kingdom work is go out and make disciples. That's the kingdom work. Baptizing people. Giving them the word of God. Do you follow what I'm saying? You're picking up what I'm putting down? I mean, for real. That is the kingdom work. It ain't about, well, I got a business. And I'm doing God's work. You do this business. No, I got electrician business. I got a, I got a consulting business. I got, you know, I just kingdom work because I'm, I'm providing a service to the saints. That's not kingdom work, baby. That's just work. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's just work. And you're making a coin from it. You make a coin from it. That's work. That's income. That's employment. You're getting a wage for your time and your expertise. Kingdom work is when Jesus said out to to the disciple to the disciples follow me I'll make you fisher of men that's kingdom work kingdom work is go out two by two take nothing with you I give you power and authority to do this that and the third go raise the dead go you know heal the sick go cast out devils that's kingdom work what y'all doing is playing y'all better stop that's not kingdom work. Kingdom work is coming together, edifying one another, prophesying if you got that gift. If you got that gift, y'all stop playing. And y'all so-called prophets, I'm calling you out right now. Stop charging money to teach people how to pray and how to prophesy and how to heal and how to speak in tongues. You're, you're a liar. You're a thief. And the love of God is not in you. You are a thief. Stop it. Not everybody that is a prophet that can lay hands and heal is from God. Satan could do the same thing too. And if you don't believe me, why you think God, Why you think when Jesus said, when they say, but Lord, we did this, we did that, we healed people, we cast out devils. Yeah, yeah, I don't know you. Where you think they got that from? Where you think they got that power from? Where you think that came from? You can do a lot of stuff. You can. He'll let you do it. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, this is the year where the Lord is going to let you do what you want to do. And it's going to be to your own destruction if it ain't for him. I'm just saying it right now. Get it together. Because we ain't got much time. And when stuff pop off, you're going to have to be already on the rock. You can't be on the same. Because when that, when that wave hit, it's taking you out to sea. Okay, it's taking you out to sea. You ain't gonna know what hit you. You wanna see people gonna be falling like flies. We need a lot of Caleb's. That's what we need, nephew. We need we need Caleb's. When Caleb, when Joshua sent Caleb and the spies out to see what was going on over there, and them the other guys came back like, man, we like grasshoppers. Caleb was like, yeah, but we can take them. Come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, let's, yeah. let's go. We need Caleb's. That's what we need. We need Caleb's. We ain't got no Caleb's. We got a bunch of Gideons in the beginning before Gideon became, you know, before his eyes was open and he understood. We got, yeah. a, lot of, we got a lot of Gideons. 
a lot of Gideons, and we got a lot of Judases. They they claim they roll with Jesus, but they thieves. Prince used to have a song called "Thieves in the Temple." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real. Even though he, you know, he was out the box. But I'm telling y'all, y'all better stop playing. Stop playing. Let me go ahead and get this video up. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, let me t- turn off this music here, y'all. Y'all need to hear this. All right. So let me go ahead and get this up. All right, y'all. There are so many things happening in the world at this particular time, all at once, like right now. But there's two things that I want to bring to your attention that I think is extremely important. The first thing, right now in California, there is a bill um, that they want to pass for specifically targeting, criminalizing Christians and believers um, about your beliefs. And um, there's also basically want to ban the Bible and it falls under something as it relates to um, like hate speech. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Also, in Israel right now, there is a bill to basically punish Christians or believers who, um, with prison time for up to like a year or maybe more, if you are speaking about Jesus, posting it online, um, witnessing, basically witnessing and telling people and spreading the gospel about Jesus. This is right now. They're trying to pass this bill um, in Israel. First thing the Lord put on my heart is if you do not have physical Bibles. I have two. Um, we have tons of them, though. Those are two that I could grab. That was near. If you don't have physical Bibles, I would suggest you going to get some now before they put place a band on Bibles in general where you can't even find a Bible and we can't have Bibles. Go get them now. That's number one. Number two, memorize as many scriptures as possible. Um, the Bible talks about the word be- being hidden in your heart. Um, if you can't if you don't want to write them out on regular pieces of paper and hide them in in other books or laptops um, we cannot depend on technology technology will fail okay and we need to have the word either hidden in our hearts or written somewhere where we can have access to it in case they ban physical bibles as well leave this for the people who think the bible is not real and god is not real why do you think it's such um such a um a pushback against christianity i'm reading from revelations um, 2 and 10. Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you. This is Bible prophecy. And you will suffer prosecution for 10 days. Be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you the crown of life. That is the word of God, and that is prophesied in Revelation, y'all. So this is no surprise to, to some of us believers, but I'm sure it's a surprise to those who are not following. But I want to encourage y'all that even Satan and his evil workers, they even know how powerful the word of God is and how powerful Jesus is. And even the name of Jesus, speaking the name of Jesus to people is just as powerful. And Satan knows that and his little people working with him, child, know it too. So I just want to say that, leave that with y'all. Still with me? Did I lose you? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. So, so there we go. You know, she gave out some very good advice. Get as many Bibles as you can. <clears throat> and it ain't for you to hoard. It's for you to give out. So people can get that word in them. You know, but more importantly, even than that, 
Because you can give somebody a Bible, but what they need to do, they need to hear the gospel. Because that's what's saving you, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Somebody has got to go out and give you the gospel. And you need to know that Jesus died for you, that he took your punishment, that we actually were supposed to pay for our own sins, which is what they were doing in the Old Testament. That's why they had all these animals and whatnot. It wasn't just so they could eat and say, I got all these animals. It was sacrificial type stuff that was going on. There was a lot of blood being spilled daily. You imagine how that place smelled it and smelled its heat over there. Just constant, just bloody mess because of the sins and stuff that we do. But Jesus paid the ultimate price. He became fully man and he's fully God. He put on this dirt suit. And he went through what we went through. He bore our sins. He didn't do our sins because he's God. But he bore our sins. Nailed them to the cross. Went to the cross for us. Died for us. Your mama won't. Look, you got people that's real close to you that you think love you wouldn't even die for you. If you went to jail, they wouldn't even come and visit you or put money on your books. Do you realize that? You ain't got no friends. You know what we got? We got a friend in Jesus. That's our friend. And that's, that's facts. You got some brothers and sisters, maybe, that might be able to do something. But the ones that are not in Christ, I mean, the ones that are real, that are really not in Christ, they ain't coming to visit you. Ain't nobody taking no money out of their pocket to give to you. They're going to say, well, you, was, well, that's your fault. You in jail, that's your fault. We're going to be in that position. Some of us may be in that position because we violated man's law and we didn't violate God's law. But anyway, I'm going to let Rodney go ahead and I know you itching. <laughs> I know you itching. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and give you these, let you, I'm going to let you loose. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel bold as a lion on it, but I also feel very meek while realizing the days that we live in. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people had talked about for many years, like when I was younger, you know, you, we talked about this earlier on the phone where the old older people back in the day would say, Oh, they'd read and talk about this is going to happen. This is going to unfold, but no one ever really thought it would be in this time slot in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. And it's almost surreal because now that this stuff is actually taking place and people are actually able to identify and say, Oh, wow, that's, that's more than provocative because that we can actually lay out and show you this is actually what's going on. I mean, the Luciferians are flaunting it right in front of everybody's face when it comes to what's on TV, what's in the movies. They're literally telling you what they're doing. And now we have people running away from the real church, which is the body of believers. I think church, I think people, most people think church, they think building. Mm-hmm. But you got the devil literally in sweeping people out of the body because they have not been equipped. We don't have pastors that have a backbone. We don't have preachers that are actually willing to stand against the tyrant tides that are out there literally harassing, robbing, lying, and stealing from the flock of God. They're fleecing the flock, as you say, right? They're they're looking for a way to merge their business so they can gain popularity and they can actually merge in and get in cool with these Christian cats. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Being a Christian, you're going to go through dark seasons where you are alone. Yeah. Because God wants to prepare you for something. Yeah. So the real ones know this. That's why, you know, I had somebody give me advice years ago where they're like, listen, you ain't going to find many real ones going out and, you know, just doing the, you know, a show or this or that, they may be listening, but you may not find them because they're hiding out. 
Well, this is a call for the real ones. If you're listening tonight, if you know somebody who's warring, who's who's called to be a part of the fivefold ministry according to the word of God, mm-hmm. wake them up. In love, though, I know I know we sound aggressive and loud right now on this recording, but you got to remember this is coming from a place of passion. This is coming from a place where I don't know if I'll even be around next week to do another show. We have no idea how much time. Yeah, we tell have. Them. Tell them. We don't know. Tell if this is the last message that ever gets broadcast on my end, I am unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm going to say it just like this. There's no other name under heaven by which we may be saved. And I'm not talking about a man with beards who's weak and soft handshaped. I'm talking about God, the physical image of God. He had come in the flesh, according to the scriptures, and laid down his life, taking our punishment, everything that we deserve as people, as a people throughout all the histories of time. He took that punishment upon himself and we were transferred the righteousness of God onto us. Amen. So we need to start getting rid of these restrictions that the church, quote unquote church, the building have put into people's minds through generational just just literally feeding you and nursing you back to sleep because they don't want you to be awake. Because if you're awake, you're bold as a lion. And if you're bold as a lion, you're going to walk in the pride. And if you're in the pride of the lions, not in the pride of the flesh, you're going to have power because it takes like 20 hyenas just to try to pounce on one lion. And if he sees his partner, he's going to beat up on all of them. So the earth moans and groans for the sons and daughters, for, for us to rise up and take our position. So if you're in the body of Christ and you're listening to this right now, you have authority and position to start praying against the darkness that is locking up your neighborhoods, that is stealing the light that is supposed to be flowing from your heart, from the households out into the neighborhoods. Not, we can't depend on the church to do this. We are the church. When I say the church in, in previous contexts, I'm talking about the building. We need to start looking at people and holding each other accountable according to what the scripture says. Say it. Say it. Preach, young man. Preach. I'm just like, this, this is so emotionally, I'm so emotionally invested in this because I have seen so many fake ones go out before me. Preach. I've seen so many fake ones go out before me. Like, I'm done with that. Like, like I, I'm, I'm more cool with me and my Bible on a Saturday or Friday night mm-hmm. and trusting in God and not fearing man. Because if I fear man... Man, I'm going to be uh, blowing like the wind. I'm going to be all over the place. No stability, no confidence, no boldness. But if I trust God, if I have that secret relationship with him, I'm praying in secret. I'm encouraging in public. I'm attempting to go out. I'm failing terribly at times. Yeah, but guess what? Get moving in that direction. Yeah. We need to be stirring up our families in our neighborhoods, sparking each other to the jealousy of a good work, not the jealousy of the flesh. But we need to actually be activating this because if we knew the power we have in the Holy Spirit, we would not be timid and bowing down. We would be meek. We would have power, but we we would have a reserved power where where people say, oh, you're being loud. You're being aggressive. No, you're not even scratching the surface of the righteous anger that God can allow to flow through somebody when the temple is filled with people fleecing. We are are the temples of God. So people out here getting prostituted in all different types of ways. And here we are just watching it happen. No, 
Not we, because me, it's not happening. But I'm here to check you, just as I need y'all to check me, because this is a body thing. This is a family membership right. thing. Right. See, God right. sees the heart. We can. We got to stop looking with the outward appearance and stop compartmentalizing. Oh, this person, they're a part of this affiliation or they're a part of that. There's one spirit, one mind, and one baptism, one truth. That's what we need to start building on. Amen. And yes, there, there's a time and a place for all this other information. Yes, people do need to know details about the, the plethora of darkness that's going on because some people are just blindsided by it. Some people really just need somebody to sit and cry with them. Right. Like really just sit there and genuinely be with them. Yep, be with them. Yep. And with no camera or microphone on too. Like how about we do some work and then when we come and the microphone's on, we, we may be like a little bit like, yo, Let's get it. Let's go. Boy, you just... Because we want to be doing this when the mic's off. So when the mic's on, yeah, we want to encourage each other, edify each other, and speak truth. Because I'm not bowing down to any of these crooked systems. I'm not doing it. I'll speak for me and my house. I will serve the Lord. Go ahead, baby Joshua. (laughs) Go ahead, baby (laughs) Joshua. Boy, you said a lot there when you said, let's turn the cameras off. Because you know what? A lot of people do this. I'm so sick and tired. Can I tell you something? Can I keep it real? We is that we keep it real 100. I'm so sick and tired of productions in the church. Yeah. What are we looking at? And what are we looking for? And why is it in the church? Why have we decided to give the world an inside look? Mm. Why have we done that? What is the purpose of that? We got so much garbage. I'm going to piggyback on what you said. We got so much garbage in the church. The church feels like a concert. It feels like a seminar. It feels like a motivational speaking. It feels like a workshop. It don't feel like the, the saints are getting together. It don't feel like that. It's a shame that it's like that. But you said a lot. We got to do the work. But here's the thing. We want people to see us working. Yes, exactly. You know what you got? That's you got cool. what I'm, and I'm being transparent. You got what I'm struggling with. Pride. Pride. Y'all want to know why I ain't did too many shows? Pride. <clears throat> God has pretty much sat me down and said, you know what? You got pride. Don't do it. In, don't, you're done with those shows. They got what they got. But this is a different level. You can't go back there. Stop going back there. I kept trying to go back there. I can't keep going back there. We're in a different season right now. We're about to go into things that are going to require you to be spiritually sound. Yeah. And stop presenting Christ as weak. Y'all give them, y'all give, let me tell you something. We give these kids now and we give other people a weak Christ. All we do is talk about what Christ want to do for you. What you doing for him? He can't even put you The king can't even put you to work in his kingdom You show up You don't even know how to work in his kingdom Because you have no power You don't have no faith You got some stuff with you Some of y'all think that all you gotta do is just say I confess with my mouth But you ain't You ain't repented You ain't did no Acts 2.38 No Acts 2.38 You ain't repented Or nothing well, do you believe? Yes, I believe. Well, then that's all you need to do. And you ain't got to worry about your flesh and stopping stuff. I've heard that before. You ain't got to worry about stopping stuff. The Holy Spirit is going to work with you and you'll stop on your own. That's not how that works, sweetie. 
Don't you know you can grieve the Holy Spirit by keep doing the same stuff that you've been doing? Don't you know that? First, you got to hear the gospel. After you hear the gospel, if you get convicted, you believe. The next thing that should be happening to you is you get baptized. Well, you repent, first of all, which means you change your ways, which means you stop what you're doing. You do it about face if you're military and you go the opposite direction. As the scripture said, if you draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh to you. But some of y'all don't want to draw near. Y'all giving them lip service. That's all you got. No power, nothing. Just lip service. You ain't got, you ain't even Holy Ghost filled. I don't care how much you roll around on the floor. I don't care how much you spit in the bucket. I don't care how much you dance around. I don't care how much you get comatose. I don't care how much you hoop and holler. I don't care how many fake tongues you talk. I don't care how many laying on hands you do. I don't care how much you fall down. I don't care how many sheets they put over you. Fake. Y'all better stop with that kundalini spirit that y'all been messing with and playing in the church. You gonna fall down one time too many and stay down. That's not a threat. That's a warning. Stop playing in the church. And real, real, look, y'all real, real Christians, real followers of Christ who are just sitting back like nephew just said, ain't doing nothing. Shame on you. Shame on you. I know people right now. I'm gonna just keep it real, okay? Like I said, they fleece the flock. If I see one more book come out, <laughs> one more book, I, I just came out with another book. What's wrong with the Bible? Why are you going into all this? You know what I heard somebody say one time, Rodney? And this was this was facts. They said all this stuff you learning, all this stuff about demons and and all these different secret societies and all this stuff you do into and you got all these books and you reading all these books and workbooks. When the rubber hits the road and the stuff pops off, do you have enough power to rebuke a demon? Do you have enough power to stand on the rock? I mean, seriously, we have no idea what's about to happen. We got to go out here and do the work. People need to be saved. Plain and simple, cut and dry. They do. We got people out here who don't even believe in God. They believe in some, but not all. We need to go and talk to them and find out why. Because something something is off. Why is it? You know, I started asking people this this question before I, you know, I, I don't like to say go in, but kind of go in. I'll ask first, do you believe in the word of God? Most people will say, yeah. And the next thing I say is all of it. Because some people believe certain parts. Matter of fact, the majority of these churches out here, as we call them churches, like you said, they, we the church. But, you know, they believe the, the they believe the building is the church. So for all intents and purposes, so not to confuse them, I'm going to say the building because they don't know no better. OK, but we the church, the, we the temple. OK, your body is the temple. This is where the Holy, Holy Spirit resides. OK, but these people get together on Sunday. They don't even realize that they are not even getting the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're getting parts because maybe your pastor don't want to talk about certain things. He might not want to talk about adultery because he is an adulterer. 
He may not want to talk about fornication because his children fornicate. He may not want to preach on the Jezebel spirit because his wife is a Jezebel. He might not want to preach about Ahab because he is Ahab. He might not want to preach about Judas because he is Judas. He might not want to preach on being the thief on the cross that said, if you the Christ didn't help, you know, get down and get us down. He don't want to talk because he's, he probably don't have that faith. He don't want to preach on stuff. You know what I'm saying? And he is literally making y'all malnourished. He's not feeding you. Then you got these pastors that all they want to do is talk miracles. The whole church is the whole church is a deliverance church. All they want to do is just deliver people. Okay. You deliver somebody. You can deliver anybody. That don't mean they say. So what you do? You sweeped out. You swept out the house. The spirits leave. They roam around. And then they come back and see that it's empty because they ain't no Holy Spirit because they never got saved. And now that person is in a worse state than they were before, just like the scripture says. You've done nothing but made things worse. I mean, seriously, you've done nothing but made things worse. Now, I'm not saying that a person won't get saved. But how many people do you think actually do once they get delivered from something? Without the gospel of Jesus Christ being preached. That's a question. Without the gospel being preached, all you doing is hyping them up. You dancing. I know a church right now, they start at 11 o'clock. They dancing for an hour and a half. Screaming and hollering. Got people hooping and hollering. I don't hear y'all. I don't hear y'all. Yeah. Hey. People in there sweating. Dancing. Falling out. Let me hear you. I don't hear you. Then when the person get up to preach, because she really shouldn't be preaching because women, look, we got to be, y'all read the Bible. Read the Bible. I don't even want to get in that, what it is and all that kind of stuff, but y'all read the Bible. She get up there to talk. The next thing happens is she has somebody read the scripture and she reads behind it. You know those people that do that. They have somebody read it and then they read behind it or talk behind it. And then that's it. Yeah, she got somebody doing that. And they go off in a tangent and they walk on the floor and they doing this, that, and the third. And the next thing you know, they going off again and people are are, are going off and she's touching everybody in the place. I mean, when I say touching, I'm talking about hitting them in the back, grabbing them by the head, hitting them in the front, by their stomach. You don't know whether people got hernias or not. You just pushing that's probably why they bending over. You're hurting them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, just all sorts of stuff going on. They come we need to see discipleship. We need we discipleship. Need discipleship. Yeah. We need that. But we don't have it. And nobody knows how to teach it. I'm going to say it right here. I'm dying for somebody to teach me. I'm dying. I've been saying it for a while. People have been sending me stuff, you know, read this, read this, you know, look at this, look at that. Listen, I want to go out and do it. I want to go out and do it, but I need somebody with me. I know what my limitations are. I'm not sure of myself. I know the gospel will sustain itself, but I want to make sure that I'm leading to somebody, leading people to Christ correctly, that I'm not leaving out anything. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because your flesh will, you know, the devil has a tendency to do this to people. 
and I'm, I'm speaking for myself, the devil has a tendency to try to get in and get, make you overthink. And I know that I shouldn't be overthinking. It's real simple. No, we don't have to say what Peter said on the day of Pentecost, that whole chapter two. <laughs> okay. We don't have to say all of that. It doesn't take much. The gospel is not as big as you think it is. It's very direct. Jesus' first preaching was the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Simple. He preached. He preached the gospel. But for everybody, but we don't even do that now. And it's really crazy that we don't do that. But yet they collect your money. And they tell you if you don't give, that's a problem. Then you got some pastors that if you don't tithe, they kick you out the church. How you do that? Kick the person out the building. There's a 103-year-old lady right now. Can't go back to her church or her building. Because she didn't like the way the preacher was preaching. She didn't like all the stuff they started doing. They started rolling around on the floor, speaking in fake tongues, and she said something about it. They kicked her out of the church. This is the time we live in. And nobody came to her aid. Nobody. The elders of the church, the members of the church, nobody stood up for this woman. She said, we shouldn't be behaving like that in the church. I'm there to hear the sermon. I'm there to praise and worship. And I'm there to, you know, hear the word. I'm not there to see people fall out and convulse and do all this nonsense in the church. That's not what we do. Holy Spirit is about self-control. But yet we got people out of control in the church from the front door to the back. And God doesn't give us a spirit of confusion. Thank you. And we're recording it all for the world to see. And then you wonder why the world looks at us stupid. Like, oh, no. And then you wonder why people like, no, I don't want to be a part of that. Look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. If that's what the Holy Spirit would do to you, I don't want it. That's what people would tell you. I mean, I'm, I'm a preacher's daughter, and I used to see this stuff myself growing up. They used to call it getting happy. Getting happy. And people running around, people in circles, they done, they done jumped so much, they tied and they fell out. They pass out. I never seen anybody really like run, run, but this happened a couple of times. When I was little, it used to scare me to death. I didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden, somebody just, just, what? And they let their arms go flying back, and you like, man, I hope they don't hit me. And they just flinging like they ain't got no control. And as a little, well, well, huh? Let me say this real quick, all right? I want to comment on this. Please do. People that are gathering in the building and acting that way, I want to see what kind of power you got when you're out there in the gutter. There you go. I want to see how you measure up when you're out there in the field. Yes. Because if you get that crazy and that charged up, you're that loud, you're that whatever you want to call it, when you're hanging out with your your friends in right. your comfort zone. Right. Let's see what you got when you're out in the field, right? So that for me, like in my household, man, we'd be talking about the scripture. Yeah. Like my wife is, she's she's been in America 12 years now. She's an American citizen now. Actually, that just happened more recent than not. I'm very proud of her for that because she did it the right way, the legal way, studied and probably knows more facts about American. stuff written about this country than most people that live here, born here. But what I'm getting at is in our house... In this household, we like to talk about the word of God daily. 
like like and i'm not talking about like oh it's like some religious we're talking facts all the time but mm-hmm. literally giving the freedom for god to lead us into whether it's quiet time or just man i i can't talk to my wife like that i need to lose this attitude i need to repent or it can simply just be talking about how the God has worked in her life or a friend's life and in her country or how God has given us mercy and grace that we are still here knowing that we have fallen short, but Christ, but God, see, it doesn't have to be religious, right? We just have to realize the greatest love story ever told is available right now. But for how much longer is honestly a topic of conversation that I'm not too happy about. And people don't know it's getting dark out. Sneaking white can be found. Sneaking white, it is still light. Absolutely. You have to do. That's what he's talking about. People think they got time. Y'all don't realize this world is getting charged. Have you noticed how demonic it has gotten? How people are openly. I got to go back. I'm digressing Mm. a little bit. How people Mm. are openly doing whatever they want. People are literally children as well. Let me just show y'all something. I'm going to show y'all how dark it is, okay? So, Rodney, hold on for a minute. I'm going to show... I I, I wouldn't plan on doing this one. This one. Do do another video? Yeah, I wouldn't plan on doing this one. But I got to do this one. Because this right here, if I could find it... All right, as you're pulling it up, I'm going to just ride on what you said. Now is the time to clean up the corners of the house, you guys. Now is the time to sweep up your house. Get the oil ready in your lantern. Auntie Mary's looking for this video. For anybody who's going to be watching this, who's watching it right now, we can't hide nothing from God. He sees the depth of our heart. He knows what's in there. So this is meant to be encouraging, but time is short. Time is short, so we need to just clean up our household by getting right with God, giving him the space to be like, hey, God, I'm presenting my home as a place where you can reside. I'm presenting my marriage as a place where you can come and and do all the healing that I didn't let you do in the past. I'm presenting my money as an offering to what you're calling and stirring me up to do, not to be fleeced by these false wolves, but to actually secretly not let the left hand know what the right hand's doing and actually go show yourself somebody who's got love. Amen. Now's the opportunity, you guys. Now's the time. Today's the day. Yep, today's the day for salvation. And I know a lot of people don't think it is, but yes, it is. Y'all gonna stop playing. You don't even know if you're going to get up tomorrow. You have no idea whether you're going to get up tomorrow. Hey, we had a plant blow up. When I was doing prayer, Auntie Mary... Right outside of the city of Reading over here. Mm-hmm. We were like, we we're we we're real close to um to the city. I tell you, five minutes outside of downtown. And there was a gas plant that blew up. One of the guys that was there at the prayer meeting with us, the, the home Bible study, whatever, we're hanging out just like we're hanging out here. He works for the company and is getting messages updating people. Oh yeah, this plant blew up and there, you know, there was a bunch of crazy stuff going on. <laughs> And people had gotten killed. And man, I'm telling you right now, we all were looking at each other and the spirit led led us to say it like this. If we don't pray mm-hmm. in this neighborhood for the trauma that just happened in this neighborhood, who's going to be the one to pray? Where are they at? Where are they so at? Like, like who? 
It's us. It's always been us. The building has no authority. That building was empty all night long until the real church would show up and fill it. Like we are the church. So I hope that people can really take away from this. If you remember anything I say, solidify the idea that the building is not the church. It's an empty space that was vacant until you showed up. Right. So you the church when you're at home, you the church when you're hanging out, whatever, you're meeting up with people, two or more. Uh, a three gathered, we believe in Christ, man, he is amongst us. He's with us. Oh, man, see, I feel it tonight. It's been a crazy long day. I've been up since 4.30 this morning, and right now, I didn't think I had what it, what it took to even do this, but I know that God is good and he is faithful. He is able to stir us up and just speak that passion and that truth through us when we trust in him. And I'm thankful for you inviting me on here as well. I'm thankful that you're that you are on. And you know what? It's funny. I can't find this. But basically, I'm I don't want to take up too much time, but I'm just going to say it like this. There was this video of this little child and this child was talking to it was elementary school. Right. Talking to his teacher. And so she asked him, what do you want to do when you grow up? He said, I want to be a murderer. Okay, I want to murder. I just like killing people. I just like killing. I just love killing. I love killing. I mean, like, he was like, I love killing. I, you know, I just want to kill everybody. You know, I just want to kill everybody. I just, and he was smiling. And the teacher was just standing there. And she said, you want to, you want to, what, you, you like killing? And she was like, you know, she was trying to be calm. And he was like, yes, I just love killing. You know, I just want to kill everybody. Well, I don't want to kill my, my family. And she said, well, what about me? And he thought about it. He thought about it. He was like, oh, oh, no, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to kill you. I don't want to keep it. I want to kill everybody else. I just, I just, I really, really love killing. And she said, so she was like, oh, well, wow. You just, this is your first time telling anybody. You, you this is your first time saying anything to me about this. He said, mm-hmm. He said, now, what did, what did you want to be again when you grew up? He said, a murderer. And then the video went off. Now, that's how dark it is right now, y'all. Where children are literally saying out of their mouths the most wickedest things ever. And a, people ain't even batting an eye. This place is so charged right now with, in a wicked way. That children make decisions for their future without and without even thinking about consequences. And parents are letting children make decisions. Okay? It's so dark out here that a man can go in a woman's bathroom. It's so dark out here that you got people dressing up their little girls like little boys and giving them hormone treatments. Giving them treatments. So that they won't have a period until they're old enough to get the snip snip or, or, or extension. It's so dark out here. You got preachers calling themselves Jesus Christ. It's so dark out here. People are bold enough to curse Jesus's name and blaspheme the Holy Spirit. It's so dark out here. People openly call themselves Christian witches and we allow occultism in the church. We're having a youth uh, yoga. 
exercise in the church on Wednesday nights for those who want to get in shape. Yeah, it's so dark that people worship Satan openly. You got people who are Christians who are so lukewarm, they might as well just be cold because they are just sitting there watching the Grammys, the Oscars. This is idolatry. We're such an adulterous and idolatrous nation. We lie, we cheat, we steal, but we don't want to be punished for it. We break God's laws all the time, but yet we say we love them. Let me tell you something. If you love God, you ain't going to break his laws. You're going to do the two great things that Jesus said to do. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That covers all the laws of Moses and the commandments. It hinges on those two things. But you can't say that you got the love of God in you if you ain't got the Holy Spirit, if you ain't saved. You don't know what love is. You know what lust is, but you don't know what love is. Y'all get that confused. You get your you get your L's mixed up. They both got four letters too. But it's lust that a lot of people are in, not love. A lot of marriages are on lust, not love. Because if it was love like God loves us, we wouldn't have divorces. We wouldn't have separations. We wouldn't have any of that. You wouldn't have a little boy saying he won't be a murderer. If he was raised the way that he should go, like the Bible says, for parents, parents, you got one child. Raise up a child the way it should go so when it gets old, it won't depart. It might stray a little bit, but it'll come back because that seed is in him. That seed is in her. But for some reason, again, we do not get any, and I mean none, of this information. In the pulpit, we don't get it in, in, the, in the churches. We don't, we don't get it anywhere. You might say I posted that. I posted that on the, on the chat on Facebook, uh, Child Murderer. Yeah. It's on, is, is it on your page? Because if it's on your page, I'm going to go to your page and I'm going to uh, let them hear it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy what is going on. And nobody can see it. And the, here's the thing. The thing that gets me is nobody is. Nope. Do you remember when? Do you, I don't, well, you, you might be a little young for this, but I remember when pastors used to go and have a baptism service. They literally would go down to the river and do it. They, but, they, you know, people would have to be saved in order to get baptized. You didn't just go and get baptized like they do today. You got preachers who believe they, you know, they go through their little thing. You take all these classes and then you get baptized and they go, woo hoo. You're now, you're now saved. It's like, that don't work like that. Mm-hmm. It don't work like that. See, I thank the Lord that the Lord is working on my husband's heart because my husband's not saved. But he's been going to, to the building with me. And uh, he saw somebody get baptized. He saw little kids get baptized. Little kids made a decision to follow Christ. And he said, because he had a Catholic background. And uh, he said, I thought that happened when you were a baby. I said, well, I said, to be honest with you, yeah, it happened then, but it wasn't supposed to. I said, the child did not make the decision. That's a decision that you have to make. You have to count the cause. You have to know whether you believe. I said, an infant can't, don't know if it believes anything. It's an infant. That's all you did is just make that child head wet. That's all you did. That child ain't going to heaven because you did that. That's not even biblical. That's not even in the scriptures. 
So he's been asking questions, and, and I thank the Lord for that because I'm going to tell you, I've been praying for his salvation. I've been letting God do the work. I had to, I had no choice. You know, I tried to do it myself for a while, and it's like, you know what, I, I got to pray. I got to, you know, and it's been working. The Lord has been softening his heart and replacing that heart of stone with a heart of flesh. And I can see his demeanor and everything is changing. He's not the same man he was. And I'll just, you know, you guys just keep my husband Joe in prayer. And I pray that he, you know, continues to ask the questions and that the Lord will, the Holy Spirit will convict them. You know what I'm saying? That he starts to realizing that he, that God, that the Lord will open his eyes just for a moment to see that Jesus is real. You know what I'm saying? That Jesus is real. Because he's he's been he's been given the gospel. I've given him the gospel. I've given him not just the gospel as far as the Bible, but I've even told him about the gospel numerous times. But sometimes, you know, you gotta just plant the seed, and other some people, somebody else gotta water it. You know, sometimes he's gotta hear it. Some you don't you don't know the process of a person what they're going through. You know, you don't know the heart. But Jesus knows the heart and Jesus can change the heart. And I'm asking that his eye, his ears will be open when he hears the when when he, when he hears the gospel, that his eyes will be open when he sees the gospel, that he that God gives him a mind to repent, a heart to understand. And make the decision without a doubt that Jesus is Lord and that Jesus died for his sins and that he repents. And he bees the man of God that he's supposed to be and that he's supposed to be in this marriage. Now, even though we were equally yoked at one time because we were both wicked, <laughs> you know what I mean? We're both wicked. But I came to the Lord. The marriage is now sanctified because of it, because he still chooses to stay with me despite the fact that I've been converted. And then that's scripture. So for the, and this is for somebody, I don't know why I'm saying this. This might be for somebody out there. If you are saved or recently got saved and your significant other, your husband or your wife, because that's the only two I'm talking about, are not saved, do, do not leave them. Don't do that. God won't honor that. That's not scripture. Okay? Do not leave them. If they still want to dwell with you, stay with them. If they don't, then you let them go. But understand, you cannot remarry. Okay? I'm just saying that's scripture. That is scripture. You cannot remember remarry. If you do, you put yourself in an adulterous situation. Now, I'm not saying that God won't forgive you if you repent. You know what I'm saying? But just understand, you know, be opening some doors to some stuff disobedience you know will open up doors to things but that's a totally different subject for another thing another time but um like i said it's getting really really dark out and we are charging this atmosphere with all this wickedness and i want to show you something um real quick if i can when i say that things are getting really really dark because i don't think people understand um, I'm going to put something over here on this other screen. And um, I want y'all to just think about something. Back in um, biblical times, well, we're still in biblical times, but in ancient biblical times, back in Jesus' time, or Noah's time, um, 
there were um, giants on the earth and there were Nephilim on the earth. Now, when we think of Nephilim, we just think of just giants, you know, six toes and, you know, six fingers on each hand and six toes on each, on each foot. But that ain't all because they sinned against birds, beasts, things in the sea. So you had all these different monsters walking around. These huge things walking around. Okay. And I'm going to let y'all just think about this. Well, I'm just going to play this. You and I are going to have a discussion. And I want you to ask yourself the question. What if it was this? What if it was this? Ask yourself the question. What if there was a giant that was that big coming your way? I was kind of hoping more for like a 12 footer, but <laughs> that that's crazy. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. What, what if what if you would what if what if you were dealing with this? What would, what, what would you do? You know, hmm. men's hearts would fail. Their hearts would fail. Look at this. What would you do? This thing. It would rattle the. It would rattle the stuff in your house. Look at this. It would rattle. You say you're looking for a 12 footer. <laughs> See, what most people don't understand is in the spirit, that stuff actually is happening. Powers, powers, motors, dominions, archons. Like, they're, they're governing darkness that actually positions itself in a way that we can't comprehend in the physical, but I think the veil's thinning and I think we're going to start to see the veil. Yep. That's why I'm showing it. Coming through. I don't know if it's going to look exactly like that or be that tall. I don't know, but I do know the days that we're living in, we are going to see things that are literally like you said, because it's in the word, it's going to make men's hearts fail them for the fear of what's coming on. Because of all the wickedness, we don't realize that when we do so much wickedness, it opens doors, portals get open, these things walk through. Now you're seeing it in the physical. Now you're seeing it in the physical. What would you do?
would you do? I mean, I had this conversation with Marquise. I said, can you imagine Marquise? You can't hear it. I mean, you can hear it coming. You hear this boom, but you can't see it yet. But then all of a sudden you start seeing something in the distance and you hearing a boom. And all it is, do- all this thing is doing is walking. All it's doing is walking. about to see some stuff probably worse than this you're gonna see this is cgi by the way this is somebody who designed this page this is somebody that actually designed this page and i don't know why i ran across it but i ran across it and i was like good grief this is something that we need to oh better yet here let's go here let's go here means that everybody's doing this right now everybody's you know going going ufoe planning that right they planning that because satan is going to come and his minions are going to come looking like that thing which you say they should look like so y'all better be careful y'all better be careful red line going across it telling you to stay indoors can you imagine that what would you do where's your faith how strong would your faith be how many of y'all would be able to pray and know that you how many of y'all would go into your strong tower do you even know what your strong tower is do you know who that is that's jesus do you even know that that's your strong your strong a lot of people don't even know that's their, their strong tower Jesus is our strong tower. Mm. They don't know. What would you do? Look at the biggest thing. Listen to it. What would you do? <laughs> I mean, what would you do for real? People would lose, you know what? People would kill themselves. People, you would have some people that would kill themselves because they'd be like, I don't know what to do with this. You know what you do, what you've been doing, what you should have been doing. You pray and you leave it in the hands of the Lord. I'm not saying to go out and make friends with it. No, (laughs) don't do that. But you have to have faith that God can hide you from evil. He can keep you from things. But if you are outside of the will of God and you're not doing what I mean, you're not. Come on, guys. Come on. We got to do better. We really do got to do better. We do. We, we, and you know what? Can I tell you something, Rodney? Even though yeah. I just showed that, don't you know you got people probably be like, oh, that's Stranger Things. See, I never watched Stranger Things, so I, I, don't, I don't know. But people will be like, yeah, that's, that's not real. You don't understand. You got to level up. What was going on in the days of Noah was like nothing that nobody has ever seen. And Jesus is talking about as in the days of Noah. So shall it be. See, all y'all think they were doing was just fornicating, having sex, and pride. But you don't realize they had monsters running around like this. Even worse. They were eating up the land. They were, they, those, those things were eating up the land. 
They were eating people and they started eating each other. It was bad. Their appetite was just crazy. Their bloodlust. It was crazy. We Genesis, we're gonna do Genesis 6 all over again. Well, just to build on what you're saying, look at even just 10 years ago. All the people who, oh man, this guy talked about UFOs or aliens or whatever. They said it's a joke, right? People used to get made fun of for that stuff, or just reading through Revelation and saying, wow, there's battles in the heavens taking place. There's obviously, I mean, the Bible covers all kinds of strange stuff. Yep. And then you fast forward to present time and people are watching movies on it. They're buying posters for the kid's bedroom with these creatures on it. They're going, you know, going out, doing all this stuff. And now they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, what, what's changed? The only thing that's changed in my opinion is that people have gotten warmed up to the idea of these creatures through the entertainment, through, you know, there's no truth in Hollywood. They're getting entertained with a partial truth Mm -hmm. because when I talk to, you know, people from my wife's country over there, that's reality to them in the spirit and even sometimes manifested physically. And they laughing at us and and they feel bad for us because they're like, you guys don't think none of this is real. You think it's just Hollywood entertainment. But the reality is, outside of the, com- the <clears throat> comfy little borders of America, mm-hmm. you got people out there that have been living for thousands of years in the tradition where you do not go outside after dark. You do not use certain curse words or incantations because there's a territory close by where things will now have legalities, legal access to you. And people want to laugh at that. Listen, the fear of God is about to come back on the earth. Mm -hmm. Okay. God, you know, God is not going to be mocked. He's not going to be messed with. And unfortunately at times, God, it says in the ocean where you do not go out, giants will come and fulfill his wrath. You do not use certain, God even used the enemies of Israel to discipline Israel when they were out of the will of God. So this is not a time to be playing around. You guys repent, get in your secret prayer closets, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And you got to study the word to show yourself well approved. You cannot rely on somebody at the pulpit. If you want to go be encouraged and be a part of the church, that's awesome. Here's the church right here, right now. But we need to take it into our own hands to be studying to show ourselves well approved. Because if the word of God says these things are happening and then, okay, well, there's anecdotal evidence over here. But guess what? What happens when it knocks on your door and it becomes your experience? And some of you listening may know exactly what I'm talking about because you've had these experiences mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. Whether it be in the dreams or something strange in the physical was 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 disrupted or, or happening, I'm not going to judge you. I ain't going to mess with you. I'm not going to say, oh, your story's real, yours is not. Oh, this one's real. No. God will judge on all that. But we need to make ourselves willing and available for who God sends our way. We have to be ready in season and out of season. We have to have an answer ready. And and people people used to say to me, Auntie Mary, with the podcast, because I've been doing this a couple of years now. Oh, why do you cover all this fringe information? And I say I'm covering everything they will not talk about when you go to your service on Sunday. So unfortunately, I don't have much of a choice but to cover everything that they won't touch. But if we as a body would just cover all of it, we could spend more time discipling, more time in edification, more time just in reading and focusing on on things. But you have people that are trying to carry the weight of what five people should be carrying and this one guy slugging along 
mm-hmm. crying out to God, swinging back on the enemy, not on his own power. When I'm fighting these demons in the middle of the night, it's not on my power. I ain't got no power like that, but I know somebody who does. Great, and he's with me. Mm-hmm. Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. And he is greater than all of that stuff in the world, but we need to be coming to him correct. Exactly. Repentance means we're turning away yep. from the things. We're not just saying, oh, Jesus, come into my heart. Yeah, I understand there, there's the heart surrender, and then our heart starts to actually desire and acknowledge God, but that's it doesn't end there. It don't end there. Nope. We need to turn, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Okay. We turn away from wickedness. Mm-hmm. We turn away from it. That means literally like in the English military back in the day, they'd march and say repent. And it literally meant a 90 degree turn. They're going in this opposite direction. So we need to start warning people, listen, mm-hmm. turn away from what you're wrestling with. And it's okay. There's no new sin under the sun. That's right. There's nothing you're going through that a real one wouldn't listen to and say, listen, I'm going to pray with you. Exactly. I'm with you on this one. I'm not going to gossip about you. I'm not going to run around and talk about it on air, what you're doing. I'm not going to sneak in here and say, oh, this person. No, I'm going to pray with you because I have in my life suffered from dealing with the same temptations, the same fallings, the same troubles. But we look to increase in godliness and the boldness that comes from the gospel being alive. And God being worthy of praise and him alone. Amen. And that is why we petition all of you guys as listeners, get real with yourselves. Get real. Get real. Do a self-check. And when you're done checking yourself out in the mirror, if you walk away and forget what you look like, you need to go back. Because we need to know who we are in him who is everything. Daily. Daily. Got to do it. You got to do it. This is why yes. you have got to yeah. do it. That, that's a good segue. This is why you need to. I was looking at the time. I was like, we, we're a little bit over. We're um a lot over, really. Um, But this is why you need to get in the Lord. This is why you need to get the word. They're, yes. trying to bind the, they're trying to ban the Bibles. Listen, guys, you can play against it all you want. The thing is, is that whatever God allows to happen is going to happen. You're going to have to be content with it, but you're not going to get that contentment unless you're in the word and he is yours and, and you are his. Okay. I mean, it's just plain and simple. You know, you got a lot of people that's walking around thinking that they know God, but God don't know them. You know, that's a, that's, it's a relationship. It's a relationship to a certain degree. Okay. It's not like that relationship. Like that's my buddy. That's your King. Okay. Treat it as so. Treated as such, but you're going to have to get in the word, pick up your Bible, read it before you do pray first, pray that the Lord would give you the understanding through the Holy Spirit to understand his word, ask him to teach you his word, go buy some Bibles while you still got the opportunity because you don't know when this is going to happen, but it's going to happen. Okay. But before we go, Hey, Rodney, do me a favor. Tell people, you go ahead and put your, uh, put your information up real quick. Go ahead and tell people um, a little bit about your ministry that you have while I go ahead and uh, switch this over to you. It's just a podcast, and then people started calling it a ministry, and I started to realize how important taking a journey into the unknown um, and walking with God is, how much my story is actually other people's stories and me hearing and interviewing other people covering all those different topics 
it really is. It's collectively, it is the lost church's story. It's all the people who haven't been heard. It's all the people who've been hiding out. It's all the information that they won't talk about that I try to cover it to connect some bridges so that there are some people that need to hear mm-hmm. some of this information. Um, you know, really my whole thing is just trusting God and I'm recording the process on the podcast. That's, that's the idea is I'm just literally recording the process of me learning and me growing, being challenged, um, getting knocked down, getting back up again and being, a you know, whatever you want to call it, a Caleb or a Joshua running up on these giants and being like, we can take them and hoping that more people are agreeing with me because wandering around for another 40 years doesn't seem like a good idea in my book. I think we should knock them out now. But, um, so yeah, it's a podcast, you know, it's just the millennial mustard seed. Um, it's just cool. Maybe you guys would find something on there that's encouraging or that just helps connect some dots. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to just speak on this important topic with you, Auntie Mary. Um, I know where I stand with this. I would ask the listeners, can you guys say boldly and walk it out? Walk it out. Where do you stand with this topic? Are you okay with Bibles being banned in our country? Yeah. Are you okay with that, it? That's that's what I would ask. So. Well, I got yeah. your information up on the store. Well, I got your logo <laughs> up on the uh, screen here, and I know you got to go. It's called the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast, guys. You can catch him on Anchor Radio, which is now Spotify, I think it is. Um, yeah, Apple. I think there's them on Audible. I think there's like 15 different platforms. Yeah, definitely check him out. You can also follow him. Can they follow you online as well at the Millennial um, Muscles? Actually, yeah, on Facebook we have a little a little page my wife started up and has kind of been helping me with. Um, but other than that, I, I kind of just stay under the radar. Um, you know, the podcast is there. So it's available on a ton of different platforms. The Facebook page is there. There is a website, but it, I'm trying to get something better going in the future. But all those links will be in like the show notes on the podcast itself. So Spotify, Apple, any of that stuff, um, any any catcher that you listen on, I'll be there. So, so definitely, guys, if you want to uh, check him out, which I strongly advise that you do. Okay. Out and uh, support, you know, support. We got to support each other. We got to support each other. So check him out and um, I'm going to let him go. Thank you so much for being on. Like I said, I know you're tired and whatnot, but I thank you so much for being on, nephew. I appreciate you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. You are definitely a strong man in the Lord. Um, second time I've seen that light on your head, by the way. Uh, it happened again when you, sent, when you sent me a message today. That same light. Um, yeah. Yeah, same light. <laughs> yeah, you got the light of God. He, when I tell you he's got the light of God on him, I mean, this little light of mine, he ain't got no little light. He got, I mean, it's it's amazing. This this young man is on fire. I don't find many people who are millennials or, or younger, and he's got that old head salvation. <laughs> you, know, it's, it's, you don't find that, you know, so I pray. Well, that's that, very humbling, you know? and thank you for those kind words, and Thank you for just the encouragement and the opportunity. And I would just ask you guys to keep us in prayer as we do a lot of stuff behind the scenes and just continue to contend for the faith. And God bless America. 
God bless each one of you listeners. God bless all the people around the world who are in the real body of Christ. The church is spread out mm-hmm. around the land that we live and walk on. Mm-hmm. That's where the church is. It's where we're, we're all over the place. And we're just looking to connect and find more of those who belong to God because that's who we're with. That's right. The one and only, the eternal. So thank you. God bless. And you have a good I'll night. I'll catch you all in the next one. All right. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> all right. Take Bye. care. Good night. All right, guys, that is it. He is gone. I hope that you guys enjoyed what you heard. But please, these are stern warnings that we're giving you. Um, this, this wasn't like an, an ordinary show. Um, is he on Spotify? Yes, he is. It's called the Millennium Mustard Seed. Um, he's also, his name is Rodney Smith Jr. Okay. Uh, for those of you who are friends with me on um, on my new my new page, you can go ahead and look him up there, and you can follow him there as well. Uh, he doesn't get on that much, uh, but he does shows when the Lord leads him to do shows. He has some very interesting guests uh, on on the show as well. Uh, but definitely um, give him a give him a listen. Is I'm telling you, this new generation, we do have some that are on fire for the Lord and this young man is on fire for the Lord like I've never seen before um, we're talking about he's Holy Ghost filled he does baptisms well yeah he does baptisms he he you know prays and del- he does deliverance he you know casts out demons he all that you know he's he's filled with the Holy Ghost and I know y'all could y'all could tell you can feel the power not just with the fact of how he speaks but you can feel the power of the Holy Ghost in this young man and there's others that are just like him um, that have that same power and I had the uh, the uh, pleasure of having like a little Bible study with them one time and I mean I, I didn't want it to I didn't want it to leave I didn't want to leave but um, yeah ended up having to leave though you know but anyway guys I'm going to go ahead and get off of here it is 11 cents been on here a lot longer than we're supposed to but you guys remember keep God first you'll never be last keep your faith and keep sanity get your house in order thank you so much for joining us tonight and you just be safe out there and stay in the Lord all right so I am out of here be blessed y'all